Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live, whether you like it or not. Uh, Mike Fulta is out in Rockford. He's the voice of the Ice Hogs, and the Ice Hogs will be playing in the playoffs on Wednesday. How's it going, Mike? Doing well, Joe. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. So I know there was a bit of a push to clinch the postseason and, and a couple of heavy games against the Chicago Wolves and the Milwaukee Admirals, but what's what's been the overall um, kind of tenacity of, of the Rockford Ice Hogs trying to close out this year right now? Well, you never want to clinch too early, right? Where's the fun in that? <laughs> but, uh, no, we uh, it came down to Game 72 of 72, the last game of the regular season, and uh, the Hogs got it done with uh, – a clinching win last night. The Chicago Wolves, are our in-state rival, they won earlier in the day to uh, kind of put some pressure on, on us. And uh, the Hawks responded in a big way with a pretty convincing win on the road against against a really good Milwaukee team. And this is an Ice Hawks club that, you know, has had its ups and, de- and downs over the last half of the season. But uh, really one thing that stood out over the last couple months, I think, is just the level-headedness So. Uh, it starts at the top with head coach Andrew Sorensen, you know, taking things one day at a time. Uh, but then on from there, especially with, you know, the goaltender, star goaltender, Arvid Soderblom, uh, such an even-keeled athlete. Uh, and this this group never gets too high or too low. And so they're going to be uh, fun to watch in the postseason. And now a best-of-three series against the Iowa Wild. I, I know the Ice Hogs played the, the Wild a um, lot of close games this year. And, and I, I think... A handful of them went to Iowa. So, how do you feel that whole series uh, shapes out? Yeah, it's been a really interesting season series between uh, the Hogs and the Wild. I guess the league didn't think that uh, the two teams played each other enough. Uh, Twelve times wasn't enough in the regular season, so we'll do it again here in the, the first round. Uh, Iowa did have the, the series advantage, seven games to five. Uh, of those 12, and seven of the 12 went to OT. So you're talking about close games. We had plenty of them in this season series. Uh, but Rockford won the last uh, four of the last five against the Wild. And so I think this, this Hawks team, and they haven't seen Iowa since the 25th of February. Both teams have changed a little bit since then, especially Rockford after the trade deadline. Uh, so I, I think this is a pretty confident group here with the Hawks. Yeah, how much of a shot in the arm do you think getting guys back like Lucas Reichel, Alex Flasic will be? Because, you know, the AHL is kind of screwy because, like you just said, for so long this Ice Hogs team was playing without Reichel, Vlasic. Uh, now they get Joey Anderson. I mean, Buddy Robinson was gone for a little bit. So, you know, do they kind of have to figure out how to play with each other all over again? A little bit. I think that's been part of the difficulties over the past couple months and maybe why we didn't see this Ice Hogs team clinch a playoff spot sooner. Uh, it took some time for the team to kind of, you know, come together cohesively and, and gain some chemistry. But these last couple games, um, since Lucas Reichel has come back down from the Blackhawks, uh, you know, in my time with the team, just these last few months, it's the best that I've seen him. Uh, he had two goals on Saturday. And whenever he touches the puck, I mean, this is pretty normal for him in the AHL, but especially this last weekend, whenever he was on the puck, there was a collective gasp from the crowd, everybody holding their breath. Uh, then you mentioned Joey Anderson. He's had three points in his, his first two games as an ice hog. And you throw those two on a line with 
Rocco Grimaldi, who's one of the most prolific scorers in the AHL over the last couple of years. And it's, it's a pretty lethal combination. So uh, we have, uh, we have a, a full cupboard right now and a ton of great options. Our top six is as good as any in the AHL. And um, the last couple of games, 16 of the 20 players in our lineup were on NHL contracts. So that's a, uh, that's you know kind of a nod to what the Blackhawks have done development-wise to, to bring you know good players in, but also players that are going to contribute uh, at the Black with the Blackhawks the next couple of years. Perfect segue, Mike, because my next question is going to be with the transparency that the Hawks have had with Lucas Reichel about keeping him down in Rockford until he's completely ready to come back up and come back up for good. I mean, we've seen him with three different stints at the NHL this year. Now, you've gotten to see him on the other end of it. How has his game changed when he's gone back down to the AHL uh, this most recent time and then then the other time, like late January when he went back down? I, I believe that was the second time that he went back down to the AHL. Yeah, earlier when he came back down, um, you know, I, I won't speak to his confidence. He would have to do that himself. But he, he did lack some of his usual productivity when he came back down, um, you know, when he had the three-point night um, with, with Matt, him and Max Domi yeah. uh, teaming up there. I believe it was against Calgary. But, um, but this most recent time, he has looked as authoritative as I've ever seen him. I think that's the perfect word, authoritative. He is doing what he wants with the puck. Uh, he's not the quarterback of the power play at the top, but he's running a lot of the offense from the right circle on the power play. And, uh, he, he's been very effective, like I said, those two goals uh, on Saturday, both coming off the one-timer. And uh, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It seems like he, he's revved up, very motivated for this uh, this playoff push. Well, that's good to hear because I, I feel like the most recent stint he's had up here at the NHL level has been his best, and it's good to see that he's translating that to the AHL level. And this is exactly what the Hawks want. They want these guys to be be performing at their best, especially in these high-intense games, and now for a playoff-like atmosphere. You brought up Arvid Soderblom a little bit earlier. What have you liked about his game? Because his NHL appearance has been kind of more circumstantial because the Hawks' goalie depth was just really taking a hit all year long. But he came up and performed. What have you liked most about him here at the at the AHL? Well, one thing unique about Arvid is the intensity with which he prepares. If you ever have a chance to be near him right before he's about to go onto the ice, it's almost frightening how dialed in he is and kind of the laser focus that he's using to get ready for the game. And I think that kind of plays out throughout his, his last few efforts. He plays his best when the lights are the brightest. Um, in overtime this year, kind of a crazy stat for you. He has a he stopped 41 of 44 shots and three-on-three overtime, that's like a 932 save percentage in OT. Like, your save percentage is supposed to go way down in overtime as a goalie, (laughs) but his has gone up. Um, He's also one of the best in the league when it comes to uh, shootouts. And so these, I know there's no three-on-three formats uh, in the playoffs, and um, you're not going to be playing shootout hockey in the playoffs, but the point remains that he's at his best when the spotlight is on him. Uh, and I think that's going to be huge for Rockford coming down the stretch. Staying defensively, what have you liked about guys like Alex Vlasic and Isaac Phillips, two guys the Hawks are very high on? Two guys who can activate uh, from the blue line pretty much at any moment. A few nights ago, we saw Phillips kind of when the offense was a little stagnant. He saw an opening, and he just took the puck from the, the center of the ice, skated in, and scored. Uh, I mean, 
him and Vlasic both have the ability to uh, to do that. They're both good at moving the puck. Obviously, they take care of things in their own end, and that's been their their focus, you know, for the season. Um, interesting that, that two 21 year olds are wearing, you know, the alternate captain's A. Um, you know, some to quote uh, Teddy Roosevelt or to paraphrase Teddy Roosevelt, some have uh, leadership. Some are born with leadership, but some have leadership thrust upon them. Those two, you know, may have been born with it, but they've definitely had it thrust upon them a little bit here uh, towards the back half of the season, and they've responded really well. See, I told Jack we were going to get a Teddy Roosevelt quote before the end of the show, and he didn't believe it whatsoever. And uh, now he's just shaking his head. He, he still doesn't believe it. Uh, Mike, congrats on, on this gig. I, I know you're a huge hockey guy, a huge broadcasting guy, but you know, you want to fill everyone in on your background a little bit and how you got here? Yeah, no, I, uh, I came from Atlanta, which actually kind of had some exciting news earlier today. They're working on a, uh, developing a, an arena, it looks like, down uh, just outside of Atlanta. But I had been in the ECHL, so if you're not familiar, that's essentially double-A hockey uh, with a team down there. I had uh, spent the year previous in Fort Myers with another ECHL team. So I had been in uh, the coast, as they call it, for a couple of years uh, before getting the call-up, so to speak, to uh, to Rockford here. I'm from the Midwest. I'm a, I'm a Purdue grad from uh, Indianapolis, so... Uh, glad to be back here in the Midwest, but missing the uh, the South Division of the ECHL a little bit, especially on days like uh, these last couple where we've got snow in April. You don't you don't get that down there in in Georgia and uh, on the Gulf Coast. No, for sure. Well, uh, sorry, uh, Mike. It had to have been a rough March Madness for you. I, I apologize. Why was there a was there a tournament or something? I, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't really aware. Very, very, very good. Very diplomatic response. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave with this. I mean, how excited are you for the for the playoff hockey that's coming up on Wednesday? And and uh, where can people find tickets? Uh, the best place to find tickets is just on icehawk.com. Yeah, Wednesday that first matchup against uh, against Iowa. It's going to be a fun one. And then uh, the winner of this series between Rockford and, and Iowa. Uh, taking on the Texas Stars, and the Ice Hogs have been very good against Texas this year. So, uh, Hogs with uh, with everybody loaded up, all the guys down from from the Blackhawks set and primed to make a big run. All right, very cool, Mike. Should be a lot of fun. Thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Have a good one. All right, that is Mike Fulta, voice of the Rockford Ice Hogs. Yeah, if you want to go to goicehogs.com, I'm taking a look on the website right now. It says you can get 30% off playoff tickets with a flash sale. Uh, BMO Center is is a really cool place. It's not a far drive. It's it's about a two-hour hike from Chicago, but typically when you go to these games, you're always going at reverse traffic. So I highly recommend checking out a, a playoff game down at the BMO Center on Wednesday, April 19th, if you've got some time and, and some uh, flexibility to do it.